This is Monica Perez here with my co-host of the Propaganda Report podcast, Brad Binkley. And as our special guest today, the Generation Z podcast, that is Dave Zed and Camden G. We are here for a swap cast for the ages. These guys, the Generation Z podcast, are two of the smartest, if not the smartest podcasters on the scene, and they boldly go where the propaganda report has not gone before. So get ready to explore new territory. First, we welcome our, our guest of the hour, Dave Zed Camden. May, may not be able to join us. Maybe we'll have to have a volume two for Camden. Yes. But in the, in the meanwhile, we have the shining light of the Generation Z podcast himself, Dave Zed. Hello and welcome. Monica and Brad, thank you so very much for having me. It's an honor because I've been listening to you guys for, for many months now. And uh, again, I, as we were saying before we started recording, uh, you know, I use a lot of your, your tweets and points in my own news episodes and rightfully so shout you guys out. And of course, Monica has been been on the show uh, a couple of times, at least before. So again, it's a it's an at the very least, it's an honor to be here. Thank you so very much. Well, it's absolutely a compliment that you use our material. We we just get it to we just want to put it out into the universe. We like the occasional shout out. That is right. true, but <laughs> you don't have to be meticulous about it. But this is a swap cast. So I think it makes sense for us to uh, for you to tell our listeners about what you put out and we can tell your listeners about our propaganda report. But why don't you lead us off? Sure. Thank you so much. Uh, it'll only take a, a few minutes at most. Well, first off, I want to thank again, uh, Brad and, and Monica's uh, listeners and viewers for even taking the time to, to listen or watch this. So first off, uh, my name's Dave, uh, Dave Zed from the Generation Zed podcast um, on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts and Podbean as well. And uh, what we do basically is we bring we attempt to bring together a collective concept of different ideas to try and I don't want to say solve, but figure out and work together on a not to sound as overly esoteric or, or corny, but to work together on this collective journey to try and understand what's happening. And what I mean by that is essentially, we cover everything from daily politics, at <clears> least four <throat> or five times a week, to extraterrestrials, mainly to paranormal instances to again, high strangeness, you name it, even again, you know, things like the Epstein series, the you know, Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry. And the way that we do it is we have different segments uh, for the public, we of course, have our Patreon, uh, where we offer different tiers for members only episodes where we, you know, we talk about things that we simply cannot even publicly on other platforms because of the, the censorship, generally speaking. But I, I started the show because about a year and a half ago, when the, the, the pandemic hit, um, again, think of that, whatever you will, how you will, the I was looking for certain extraterrestrial chan YouTube channels and, and sources of information, and I found quite a bit. And a lot of them are very, very good. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. But one of the issues I had was that there were different channels that were focusing on different subtopics within the paranormal, conspiratorial, and extraterrestrial realm. And the the issue I took was not against any one individual in particular, but it was that there was no. I guess you could say formal uh, database, if you will, to bring all that information together, because you have different channels pushing different perspectives, opinions, and narratives. And I'm fine with that. I have nothing against that. However, I don't believe in pushing one particular narrative. I believe in bringing that collective idea, those ideas together, because one person's perception of one particular event or experience, whatever it is, aliens, ghosts, uh, you know, skinwalkers, even some, if someone just witnessed a shooting, for example, that turns out to be some type of, you know, conspiratorial, you know, apparatus at play, there are different perceptions. So I, at Generation Z, we don't believe in preaching things as if they are fact, but rather just trying to discern between the evidence and the proof. Now, again, the difference being that evidence means you have a handful of directions or probable causes that could lead you to a set of conclusions. Proof means like, no, you know, for example, this pen is real because I'm holding it. It's right here. We do not preach things as if it is completely real. The concept is to bring together the different ideas collectively and say, okay, uh, you know, for example, very quickly, I'll say when you have a particular individual that witnesses, say, at point A, uh, a witnesses a UFO from, say, I don't know, a, a hundred kilometers up in the sky and you're on the ground. And they notice that that particular craft is, say, for example, a triangular craft. But then you have person B who does not know person A and person B is, say, maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 uh, kilometers down the road from person A. And they're looking at the same craft 
at the same longitude and latitude, but they're not seeing a triangular craft. They're seeing a, you know, a more cigar shaped, more elongated craft. Interestingly enough, how could that be possible? You have two people who don't know each other looking at seemingly, you know, the same object in the sky. So how are they seeing different things? Again, it's been proposed that uh, we'll get into this later, but the technology of these beings can you know, accumulate and focus directly on your particular conscious and subconscious to formulate what best you would perceive to understand in your mind. That is what we try and do here on the show. Who is to say what someone saw is fact or non-fact? We try to bring all of that together and sort of compile it in a in as much of an organized way as possible. And just to finish off, we basically, uh, we have our Patreon to support the show, patreon.com slash Generation Z. But we do, uh, we have un, our Unleashing the Kraken segment, which is news. We then have our main episodes, which is how the show, thankfully, and, you know, knock on wood, gra- uh, graciously took off. Um, it, and also we have the long form episodes as well. And that's just on the front end. We then have our Let's Get Banned episodes uh, where we, you know, <laughs> Yeah, we call it let's get I know we call it let's get banned. Yeah, I thought about it a couple months ago. I'm like, you know what? Why not? And it's more of an opinion. Oh my gosh. Too bad we already already have a name for Union of the Unwanted because it could be get the band together. Oh my God. That would (laughs) that that would that would be great. So we that'll be Gen 2. I'm surprised I haven't even uh, I haven't been banned for even just naming the series that. But anyways, we we do we cover politics paranormal extraterrestrial um i guess you could say topics in in very organized and structured ways and then we sort of synergetically bring it together in our main episodes but anyways that is that's basically what our show is all about and uh we we love doing it because we find whether we realize it at first or not that things tend to come full circle and a lot of things are interconnected um but please uh, monica and brad if you could tell our audience what your show is all about because you guys do phenomenal work i wouldn't actually very quickly i wouldn't have been able to make certain connections in my uh, members only episodes if it wasn't for your guys reporting. So please. Wow. That's so great. We do try to connect the dots, but a couple of things that you said really point to where we came. one thing from where we came from and also just illuminated something for me. I, we, I had a, the Monica Perez show on WSB. Binkley was my producer and uh, he was my on air producer. And uh, it was a Saturday show and I was constantly trying to get news, but I needed news that wasn't totally, totally spun agenda stuff from the mainstream media. But when I went to the alternative stuff, it wasn't up to the minute. It wasn't every day. And quite often it ended with buy gold, which makes you know, mm. always have to skew towards panic at the end if you're selling gold, which I'm totally fine. Like, go for There's definitely plots to panic about. But what I needed was just somebody honestly trying to bring the news the way people think journalism actually is. And it was I hate reading the newspaper. I always have. And I just only had to do this because it just wasn't out there and it needed to be done. And we exploited what we had learned from being on air mainstream media, there's a lot of like pacing and all that kind of stuff. That's really important. And years of professional insight went into it. We had the benefit of that. So we brought a daily show called the drive time news blast every day Uh, for the past couple of years. We did get taken off mainstream terrestrial radio after that. I was on for eight and a half years. And I think it was really just a, a bridge too far with the uh, calling out the pandemic in the like literally February 2020. It was in Atlanta, which is in the backyard of the CDC. So that wasn't going to work. But our our overarching platform, which existed before the Drive Time News Blast, is the Propaganda Report, where we bring um, basically thought leaders or um, subject matter experts or really unique other podcasters like you who really can think at a higher level. We like to bring those people on, on usually it's on Fridays it, to supplement our daily show uh, and just kind of move the ball forward, get a little deeper. And, and actually we do that to introduce our listeners to just a, a wide variety of different thoughts. Like you like to kind of get to a, a lot of different things, but I always made the, the distinction when I was uh, on radio, they told me, make sure you, Uh, identify what is fact and what is opinion. You can say whatever you want, as long as you make clear which is which. And the other only other thing was, unless what you're saying is so freaking terrifying that it's like a train wreck and people run away, like you got to You got to parse that stuff out a little bit slowly. But uh, but you're bringing like a whole new level of 
there's evidence, there's proof, there's perspective. There's so much to an, uh, an eyewitness account or how we even perceive evidence and on the path to proof and truth. So I really like the way you're bringing that distinction to a higher level. And I will just tell people that we also have a Patreon feed, patreon.com slash propaganda report with several tiers. There's the basic truth sponge tier, which is just all the premium content, commercial free, everything we put out except for the live stuff. And then we have the party tier. We have cocktail parties once a month. And then we have the, the zoom party tier, the patron saint tier, where we all get on screen together and just dish for a couple of hours, um, you know, one Saturday a month. And it's really, it's intense. It's, highly um we try to bring a lot of quality compared to the quantity we try to bring quality and quantity but your quantity is over the top and your quality is good too but binkley he brings us to a whole nother level with our rockfin offering yeah on rockfin we do live thursdays where we do dnb on thursday we do it live so we have video and audio for our daily show on that one day and interactive chat and we also do these deep dives where i find these usually like two hour long panel discussions at the Council on Foreign Relations or the CDC or the yep. Institute of International Affairs, Royal, Royal Institute of International Affairs, where they're just talking about, you know, how they're going to control society and what their plans are. And they're very open about it. And usually these videos, they're on YouTube. They usually have, you know, 100 views and Almost. 40 yep. dislikes and like two yeah. likes. And, <laughs> right. and the comments are disabled. And I go through those and try and find just kind of the most damning clips of the plans that they're laying out. And quite often, we'll play some clips. And then weeks later, Joe Biden is verbatim repeating what we had played from like the Council well, of Foreign Relations or wherever You know else. what they say, right? Uh, you know what they say? Today's conspiracy is, you know, 30 to 60 days away from being tomorrow's news. That is exactly like, we should right. Rename it. We had a segment once called Tomorrow's Headlines Today. Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> we should do that. We got maybe we need to resurrect that, Binkley. But we also put the DNB audio on Rockfin. So yes, we do. People we can do. get all the all the content on there, too. But there's just no RSS. And Rockfin is nine 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 a month and you get our premium content as well yeah. as the premium content of everybody else on the platform. And Rockfin is kind of where you used to be able to find a lot of deep divey type stuff on on YouTube. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff. Yep. But it's getting harder and harder to get that content up there. So the stuff you don't find on YouTube anymore, you, you can find on Rock Things. A lot of great content creators on there. February 14th, 2018 was the day that all of that stuff just stopped on YouTube. It was the Parkland thing in Florida. But hey, right. with that one more said, thing real quick. Sure. Mm -hmm. You were saying something, Dave, when you were describing your show about how people see they have two different perceptions of the same thing. So it's projecting to them in, in different right. ways. Yes. That reminds me of the very first episode of Star Trek, the original series. I don't know if you're a Star Trek fan. Yes. But but it's called, yep. yeah, the man trap where Captain Kirk and Bones, they see this, it's a shape-shifting alien, but they perceive the alien differently. So I think it was Bones sees the alien as a beautiful woman and Captain Kirk right. sees the alien as a really, really old woman. So he's really confused by Bones being attracted to her. And, and like, yes, yes. I know what was, you're referring to. There was that Jack Black movie where he was yep. going out with a gal and he like there was a spell put on him that he could only see inner beauty. I know. Yes, I know. So he would. Mean. It was really, really, really sweet. I absolutely loved it. But that is absolutely not not where we're headed with this conversation. I if I could, if right I could now. say very quickly, just to my audience, if folks, if you like my uh, morning daily unleash the Kraken news, I can tell you right now, you have to check them out because a lot of my style, I would even go as far as to say, I took massive inspiration <laughs> from them. They, they just, they're very, very good. And I don't want to take the credit where it is not mine. So if you like the way that Camden and myself, or even just myself, the way we do the Kraken, you, it, it just, they take it to a whole, it's like crack on steroids so i encourage <laughs> cracking you on to... crack right <laughs> even better you. even You'll better so and yeah and that stuff's free we put out at minimum 30 minutes every day free so thank you so much that's very sweet of you it's well it's the truth it's the truth but oh, yeah but we're gonna head into your territory now we're gonna take a deep dive right off the platform into Absolutely. i my idea for this show is just kind of throw some really big questions out and then we can drill down to the smaller questions but i think we all have different perspectives here on this stuff and, and here's what I really, this is the thing where I just hit a wall. I cannot penetrate this 
uh, ceiling of knowledge. And I think you might be a little further up in the stratosphere than I am. So my question is always like, what do you think is the true nature of power on earth or the universe? How does that interact? And, and I asked him, I asked a guy, the most like fanciest guy I ever met. I said, who's the most powerful person on earth? And he said, and this was before the current one, but he said, your Pope. And I, and he said, and I'm not talking about influence. I'm talking about power. Now my Pope right now, not my Pope. He, he <laughs> seems like a follower to me. He seems like an order follower, but that was interesting. But it, it's made me think like, what is all this about um, the Jesuits, the Vatican, Kabbalah, the queen the, or Kabbalah, the queen, interdimensional beings, these things that fade in and out of our world or beyond. Like, I just don't have a clear conception of how that stuff interacts. I don't even know how to start thinking about it. Cause I, I just, it looks like the Pope is just following Klaus Schwab's playbook yet. They have all the secrets of, of all, all occult knowledge of all time. Right. I know nothing about it. So I'm going to unleash. Did exactly. you see recently before I start? Thank you. But did you see the car? I forgot his name. Cardinal. Uh, is the, it Ver the Fargo? It's possible. The one who said the Pope is blindly uh, uh, aborting his moral ethics and following yeah. Klaus Schwab's. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I forget. Oh, my God. I forget. <laughs> I, I don't know exact, his exact name. I know who you're talking about. Let right. me, I'll look it up while you start. Sure. Sounds good. So um, essentially, okay. The way I view it in general is that, I mean, in, okay. It, it would be, I think a little bit um, premature for me to say, especially to uh, an audience that is already very enlightened or awakened, if you want to call it, but it would be premature for me to simply say, oh, it's interdimensional beings and it's aliens that are controlling humans. Rather, I, I approach it like this. So let's try and take a more, again, it's, it's, it's a very corny and cheesy line, but perception is everything. However, let's take a look, for example, at traditional organized crime as we know it. Let's take a look, for example, at the, the New York mafia, because that, you know, has been glorified in Hollywood so extensively at this point. Take a, you have five different families, right? Five mob families. They all have the same goals, right? And it is to make money, to stay in power and to not get caught. Very simple, right? Now, Here's the thing. In my humble perspective, the, the research that whether it's scientific research, eyewitness account research has told me one thing. Power cannot help but show how powerful it wants to be for power's sake, because they that's the whole thing. It's sort of like, you know, with Jeffrey Epstein, why didn't he ever stop? Because it, there is no stopping. It's constant greed, greed, greed. Now, think about the five families and think about the last 20, 30, 40 years, particularly your listeners who may be a little bit older in age, who were you've noticed in the newspapers back in the day, not just in New York, but around the country, around the world in some cases, you know, this particular mob family shot up another, you know, shot and, and did a hit on this other mob family associate or soldier or lieutenant, you name it. I think that's what's happening behind the scenes. Not that there is necessarily a secret meeting with a dark room in a submarine or underground and they meet every Friday in the dark shadows and they all, you know, plan, okay, here's what we're going to do next week or next year or what have you. I think there is a general overarching plan, but I do believe there are different human factions at play. Factions meaning, again, that same sort of concept of organized crime. And I say that because if you take a look at, for example, fractal patterns, I don't mean to go way out here, but it's been, it's come out very recently that, Humans think in fractal patterns, whether whether we want to think in fractal patterns or not. Look at organized crime structures. Look at terrorist cell groups. The same apparatus is applied in that mode of thinking. So it's kind of like I have my cup of water here. It's like, imagine you survive living off of drinking water, but you have to drink water to figure out how to stop drinking water. It's a bit of a mind trip, if that makes sense. So the reason I bring this up is because I believe that's what's happening on a grand scale. We have a handful of different extraterrestrials. It is not for me to say if their intentions are good or bad, but I believe that they have encapsulated certain elements of America's military industrial complex at a very compartmentalized level, meaning there are secrets within secrets. And I'll give an example very shortly. I also think there are different alien species at this moment, and as well as the past 70 years, vying for control, whether control means good or bad is not for me to say, but over a particular narrative pertaining to the advancement of the human species. And I say that because, for example, if we take a look at Colonel Philip Corso, who passed away in the late 90s, he wrote a book, he was he was not at Roswell, but he was one of the, the soldiers who looked at the, at the craft and who also helped uh, bring the bodies into the, the frozen trucks and what have you and he also claims 
in addition to corroborated support from a handful, uh, Colonel, I think Lieutenant Marcel, if I'm not mistaken, that fiber optics, Kevlar, and the integrated circuit chip all came from the Roswell circuit crash. Now, I don't mean to get all over the place. Uh, there's speculation Roswell was not the first time this occurred, but the point I'm trying to make here is this. The reverse engineering technology from this Roswell crash is what led to the advancement in what we have today. Oh, sorry, Monica, you went. Sorry, Kevlar, yeah. fiber optics, and what was the third one? The integrated circuit. Oh, mm. really? Allegedly. It just looks like a teeny tiny transistor. Well, when you uh, well, here's the thing. Speaking of which, the transistor, if I'm not mistaken, was invented or discovered. Again, I say that with air quotes, depending how you perceive it, if you will, back in the mid to late 30s, which uh, by a German scientist, this one of the same German scientists who was one of many that was recruited in Operation Paperclip after the Second World War. This German scientist, and this is why I say Roswell may have not been the first time this occurred where there was an alien interaction in modern history with humans. In terms of long-term history, my God, it's all over the place, but. That's because allegedly the Nazis were the first to make encounters with certain extraterrestrial species. And what ended up happening was after the war was over, the allies, the British, the Israelis, the Americans took over the uh, the, um, the the technology and the advancements of, of the Nazis. Now, there is it all it all connects very strongly. But the point I'm trying to make here is this. When you take a look at allegedly what occurred in 1952. So what happened there in 1952, a a part of my English, a shit ton of UFOs flew over Washington, D.C. It was to scare President Eisenhower and to scare Nixon, to scare true all of them, basically saying that you need to sign a deal with us, essentially. And I know this sounds far fetched, but I'll, I'll corroborate very shortly. You need to sign a deal with us or else we are going to come uh, and, and uh, basically disclose our existence to all of humanity. Interestingly enough, if you take a look at Jacques Vallée, who was also the consultant at OSAP, if I either, I think it was OSAP, the, the, the database at OSAP, um, it, I believe OSAP or ATIP. Anyways, he said on Joe Rogan about a year ago, he said in 1952, the most amount of sightings in addition to physical interactions with people in America and aliens occurred the most. Why? That was deliberate because Colonel Philip Corso, the same gentleman who I'm referencing here also said that the aliens, a certain faction of the gray aliens knew that Eisenhower and his administration did not want disclosure to happen to the world because they feared people's beliefs. The power structure would collapse. There would be no need for oil. You know, people's the government couldn't control anyone. So many different things. Religion poop right out the window. And so Colonel Philip Corso claimed that. This was the leverage these beings had over uh, over Eisenhower and his administration. In 1954, early 1954, Eisenhower allegedly met at Edwards Air Force Base with a group of extraterrestrials that look just like us, or we look just like them. It's hard to say if our ancient DNA has been intertwined or not. They but said, "Let me ask you a question: Is it that sure. they they look like us, or were they taking the form of us?" Uh, this this particular species allegedly looked like us. I'll get I'll get yeah sure I'll get to that shortly. Um, and they had said to Eisenhower, "We're not giving we're not giving you military technology. You already can't control the one the stuff that you have right now, like the nuclear bombs." And Eisenhower and his administration, they found no interest in the esoteric side of things. The these particular beings wanted to help with the spiritual ascension, free energy for the planet, help the planet heal. Not not that I'm necessarily a tree hugger per se, but this is what they claimed. Eisenhower said, "No, we want the tech. We're not interested in the spiritual stuff." They then signed with a devious or you know devious group of um, uh, gray aliens they refer to as the ebens the ebens uh, stands for extraterrestrial biological entity now interestingly enough i do believe that these ebens believe it or not have actually been part of the reason why they do not they do not or did not want disclosure to occur not just to the Amer american people but to the entire world there have been efforts where at the 11th hour the 12th hour if you metaphorically things have been scrapped whether it was under the Reagan administration or many other instances, because these aliens want to observe us. They see us as a social experiment, if you will. I do believe there are other aliens, other extraterrestrials that have met with the Pope, Pope John Paul II specifically, that are helping try to fight against this obligation or this deal that was signed. And we know this because President Eisenhower's granddaughter, Laura Eisenhower, claims that her grandfather said on his deathbed he made a big mistake making a deal with these beings. But at the same time, again, if you listen to what Colonel Philip Corso said, they had the leverage. 
Now, when it comes to things like the integrated circuit, I just wanted to say very quickly, if you take a look at some of the Mexican pyramids that are still standing today from an aerial point of view, you'll notice that the structure to a T is identical to that of a modern CPU. So there is clearly a, a connection between that of ancient intervention of some type of whether these beings are crypto terrestrial, meaning they come from inside the earth, whether they come from a reality right next to us that we simply cannot quantify or notice with our own senses, the same apparatuses and same shapes, geometric shapes, the same electrical impulses, it's all there. The concept is all there. So, I mean, I do believe there are different factions that are working with different elites of the world, if you will, pushing different narratives. It is not for me to say if it's good or bad, but I, that's what I think is happening essentially. And I, there's an interdimensional aspect, but that's, that's separate. Are you convinced that so what you described? Yep. I'm not all the way through the X Files, but a lot of the elements, the X Files gets good and complicated. And we know a CE5 guy who loves the X Files. He thinks it's right. fantastic. And so uh so it the it's definitely a narrative that's complex and hangs together, but it's also a narrative that could be fictionalized. And yes. when I yep. read Jim Keith's uh, Saucers of the Illuminati and stuff, he I don't think he opines. In the end, I haven't gotten to the end of it yet on whether or not he thinks there are extraterrestrials or any of that as truth, but that there are definitely layers of this stuff that are put there to obscure what the military is doing, to obscure some of our advanced technology, to confuse some of the um, our interpretation of the power structure. And I'm just interested because I have a lot of respect for your analytical abilities. What convinces you personally? What is the thing that makes you think that what you believe about that narrative that you just rolled out does include aliens and isn't just a, a, an elaborate front. I appreciate that so much. And I genuinely do, Monica, for asking, because for me, it's what I refer to as data points or data patterns. I, so there, it's a, I have a sort of multi-pronged approach to this, but there's something in psychology that is called the pattern of reinforcement. So it's essentially, uh, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's basically like if you have a dog and, you know, you're trying to train your dog to do something to, you know, fetch or to shake your hand or to, you know, lie down or stay, sit still. After the dog does what you want, you give it a treat, generally speaking, or something that is pleasurable to them, right? And they find that to be okay. They, they do the math in their head. I just did something and I just got rewarded for it. So again, if I do the same thing over and over when requested upon me, I will then have this type of reciprocation brought forward to me. The same apparatus and the same method is applied to humans. In what way? Advertising. Now, take that same type of method and apply that to what I refer to as consistencies and data points amongst different claims. So I'll give you an example. If we take a look, for example, at, you know, someone is claiming that President Eisenhower in 1954 signed this deal, this Griotta Treaty deal. It, we have to look at the different military whistleblowers, the alleged leaked documents, and also I will get to the devil's advocate side in a second. And we also have to look at the amount of consistency behind the prolonged periods of time in which this, this sort of quote unquote truth or statement remains to be um, above water and doesn't die out. And what I mean by that is, for example, Colonel Philip Corso wrote, in, I, th I think it was in his book, and it's a great example. He said, think about a shack, okay, like just like a, a little shack at the back of your house. You have secret, you know, technology in there that you don't want the rest of the villagers to find out about. So you live in a, in a village in the middle of nowhere. There's, you know, 100,000 of you in that village. You then, someone then starts poking around and they find out that the shack has some, your shack has some secret stuff in it. So what do you do? Some secret technology that's going to wow the rest of the village you give out a little bit of those secrets in order to protect the rest of the secrets in that shack. You then move that shack to another shack. You make a new one at a different location. That individual is still trying to follow your trail. At the second shack, you then give up a little secrets to the rest of the village in order to protect the rest. All right. And then you then move that shack to another shack and it keeps going and going and going until that's what's called compartmentalization to the extent in which the person that's trying to look into it just gets so dumbfounded and lost that they can't seem to find anything of it. Now, I apply that same type of method to the research. So how do I let's take a look, for example, I don't know, 1950, uh, 1954 Griotta Treaty. There are pictures uh, on our Patreon and all that. And I'm working on getting the footage of this meeting, which is very difficult to find, but there are pictures of this meeting. Now, again, pictures could be faked. We do have people on our team that analyze the metadata and ascertain the veracity of some of these videos and pictures. But you then take a look at Jacques Vallée, 
who then was one of, arguably one of the founders of artificial intelligence, you know, a scientist at Stanford, and he's been consulting on top secret projects since at the very least the Reagan administration at the very, very least. And so when you look, for example, at Jacques Vallée letting it slip, so to speak, on Joe Rogan last year, that, you know, the vast amount of sightings started in 1952, right after the, these aliens flew over Washington, D.C. And then you look at Colonel Corso. And again, his whole team. And then you look at the over four or 500 military personnel at the 2001 National Press Club event hosted by Stephen Greer. Again, think of Mr. Greer as you will. He's a bit of a controversial, you know, polarizing figure. They all claim the consistencies to be similar. And when you have over 400 individuals, you have a granddaughter of a former president, you have individuals that are responsible for um, protecting us with new and overseeing nuclear warheads. And, you know, going to the moon and things like this, like such as um, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, the sixth man to walk on the moon, that's all fine and dandy. But the second they start talking about extraterrestrials, it's it's like they're cuckoo. And so what I do is I look for data points to confirm this for me, but not to confirm and say this is absolute fact. One thing that the Patreon members and even the audience on our YouTube will tell you is that I love to be corrected. I love to be uh, in, uh, my, my my proposals. To me be too. Added. Right. Yeah. I love my I want to I want to be wrong, actually, because I, I really have a negative outlook, but I'd like to be wrong. But I definitely appreciate being corrected. Right. Ex no, ex exactly. And that's the thing, too. And so when what I try and do, whether it's with the members or on the public level of things, obviously, members, we jump into it much more as I try to say, listen, work with me here. I'm not preaching this to you as if it's fact. Work with me. Here are the consistencies. We have, you know, in this case, Eisenhower's granddaughter. We have the 1952 cases. We have the, the photographs of the UFOs, you know, flying over D.C. The, the uh, you know, a, a piece of metal was shot down from there by the Air Force as instructed. We have, again, Jacques Vallée, Colonel Philip Corso, Stephen Greer. When you have these, we have documents, too. Now, we can play devil's advocate and say maybe the documents have been fabricated. But what I find to be is that documents, especially coming from the dark web, the leaks are coming from the people that are... Uh, allegedly claiming to cover things up themselves, because going back to my first point, I do believe there are different factions within this shadow government, deep state, whatever you want to call it, that are trying to push things out. So you have a few leaks that are purposeful disinformation and misinformation, but then you also have leaks of certain individuals that are trying to really push for the truth. And so what I do very simply, I look for consistency, uh, again, using that sort of pattern of reinforcement. Sorry for the ramble, but that's that's how I that's how I do it. That's yeah. generally my my mindset there. And how much would you say when you say, all right, the daughter, the granddaughter of a president or Eisenhower. these people? Yes. Yeah. So when you look at them, do you assess? I, I heard I think this was a Corbett thing, and I, I'm sure it's objectively true that even the CIA gets 80 percent of its information open source by evaluating the plausibility of the story and the credibility of the source. So how much of the look you in the eye is there in your assessing whether she's telling the truth, for example? Right. I see what you're saying. The See, here's the thing. This is a great point that I always find to be the case with a lot of people within this community. And it's not to judge anyone in, in specific, but you have people that say, oh, you know, don't trust the CIA. You can never trust the CIA, for example. Um, other They do this, you know, with other agencies or institutions. But then the second something comes out from the CIA that's in the favor of that particular individual's <laughs> narrative. All of a sudden, yes. it's look at the CIA document. Yes. Did you see that? Yes. Did you see yeah. that? Yes, yes. So this this is one thing that I'm trying to be very, very aware of and self-aware of, because what we do on the show is we play both angles, whether it's for news, mm -hmm. whether it's in our main episodes. And we say, OK, look, if if this is a, 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 a purposeful, quote unquote, leak from the CIA, right, pertaining, for example, say, you know, Eisenhower's granddaughter, how do we not know that she's a controlled opposition? Well, OK. For the thing that I do is I try to, for example, take that scene from the Netflix uh, miniseries, the Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, which I would argue they didn't depict him accurately. But anyways, no, that's I couldn't watch it for that reason. Right. There, there's one port, part of the scene near the end where I forgot the actor's name. He is uh, Sam Worthington. I think it is. He's on a whiteboard and he has on the on that whiteboard all of the things that he knows about Ted Kaczynski and that the FBI knows about Mr. Kaczynski. He then thought, hold on, we know everything about him, but what do we not know about him? And so this is where I start to look and play devil's advocate in that regard. What has, for example, Miss Eisenhower, what has she not said? What has she not addressed? What has she not, for example, you know, uh, spoken to when she's been so vocal about something that's, you know, directly correlated to that topic? But when she gets asked about something else, that's when the credibility drops for me. 
And I, I find to have more respect for the individuals that say they themselves don't have all the answers compared to those that say they don't, but preach in a tone as if they do, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I have a few comments and a sure. question. A lot of people have kind of the philosophy of will prove to me aliens exist. Yeah. I, I'm more of a fall in the line of I, I kind of assume that there are beings that exist that we probably can't even comprehend just the way that ants can't comprehend us because we're like a natural disaster to an ant. They're not consciously thinking about humans and what humans are, right. and how much smarter we are to them. They, they don't know. Uh, they're unaware of our existence until something happens. Same thing with you know, species in the ocean. This plane of existence is completely different to anything that a fish in the deep <laughs> of the ocean has mm-hmm. ever experienced. And when they get pulled up into it, it's just a complete shock whatever their comprehension is, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> to assume that we are of the highest level of awareness of the, of reality of the dimensions, I think is, I think is a bit not, I don't want to say ignorant. It's not ignorant. I, I think we're really assuming too much of ourselves to think that we have a complete comprehension of everything. When there's all these other species below us that don't have the level that we do. If you just go up the chain, it would see, seem that there could be other types of beings that exist that, might be right in front of our face and we would not even be aware of it possibly we'd have no idea and i just also think the universe is such a massive place that there has to be other types of uh, of beings that exist and along with a lot of the evidence that you cited monica you were talking about the faking it and aspect of it and there is that so there's the thing is like aliens can exist and they're also going to use the fact of aliens existing or 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 people believing they exist to fake things. It, it, I right. think both can be true. And the military deception manual that I bring up a lot in our show, they actually talk about using technologies to make the enemy adversary think that stuff exists that do not exist. It's basically describing what I kind of think might be going on in some instances with these tic-tac dots. Well, all I ever see is the dots on the Navy little radar screens that well, we see can we i see these can i say very quickly brad i just wanted to this actually adds to what you asked earlier monica very sorry for interrupting i just want to it just came to my mind lockheed martin just recently up very quietly updated their website saying point like flat out and out that they can make invisible craft just blatantly invisible to really the human eye. See, and and yeah. this is how they said they do it they said that what they realized yes oh sure, sure please i yeah. always had an idea of how to do it it's so by easy. all means yeah so you have to, all you do is put a camera or a series of cameras on the back and you have rear projection on the front. That is one way. There is another okay. way that's more, uh, you're absolutely correct, but there is another way that's Fine. more. Ne- I'm a Star Trek fan. <laughs> I thought for years as a well, kid how the cloaking mechanism would work. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so is, easy. This is interesting <laughs> that you say that because again, if you see, for example, The Invisible Man, that movie, the optics, yeah. that suit, I do believe that to be real. Uh, we have analyzed some of that on our Patreon, but anyways, Gravity used to be thought of as a particle up until a handful of years ago. It turns out it's a wave. Gravity's a wave. Gravity or light? Gravity. Are you talking about gravity? Gravity, correct. Gravity's a wave. Gravity it's exists. Not, it's not a right. I thought it's gravity mag- was an observation. Allegedly, it's magnetism. And I don't want to say that as if it's fact. Oh, yes. Point, yeah, I understand. Right. Gravity is a wave. And it was thought back in the oh, 80s to right. be a particle. If you can bend the wave of gravity around the craft, then that right. also bends that bends light. That means that you can't right. see it. That's Einstein. That's what that's what Lockheed that's Martin. That's Einstein. Has, that's the right. bending of like space time. It's just that you can see the thing. You can see two of something because it's exactly. Bent. And then they have Lockheed, a cloak also. There could be able, if you can make an invisible plane, you can make an invisible cloak. One would think so. There could be people lurking behind me or you right now. <laughs> in the metaverse yep. they yeah, really yeah because you're in the metaverse, metaverse right, right now, now. Can, yep but uh, brad i apologize please carry on i just wanted to bring that up because that's another data point that i look for because that, yeah, that's yeah that's the technology aspect of the development of it too i think that's where we can blur the lines of what is sure. is this some foreign technology is this some black ops technology i remember i was listening to this military podcast and they were talking about these this kind of slow disclosure of these ufas uaps which i want to get your opinion on in a second and just kind of the guy who was a a a military guy just kind of threw in that there's a whole bunch of black operations planes buried underneath area 51 then they just moved on i'm like no 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 no. go back to that and tell me about all those planes uh, those super technology planes buried under area 51 but there's, they can definitely use the belief in aliens to manipulate people. But I also think that the aliens themselves can also exist. So both of these can be true. And 
I want to know what your thoughts are. A couple of things. Wasn't don't some people think Tesla communicated with aliens and got some of his information from aliens, Nikola Tesla? And what is your thoughts on this slow disclosure that we've seen over the past couple of years? So I think I first noticed it in 2017, where Tucker Carlson, the New York Times are just talking about, well, there's these tic tac crafts that exist that they fly circles around our best pilots and who yes. are in the fastest planes. The New, they have the New no York idea Times what article. they are. Yeah, we don't understand the physics. And they even said at one point, and we collected some fragments of one of these crafts that is made up of material that is beyond this earth. And it's in a storage warehouse out in Las Vegas. And I'm like, this should be the most terrifying thing (laughs) ever if this is true. Yeah. So, okay. So let me, I can answer sort of a multi-pronged answer here, if you will. Um, Okay. So to answer the very first question about when you guys asked, who do you think is running the world and things like that? You see that New York Times article right there? That gentleman with the goatee, Lou Elizondo, with the with the, the sharp white chin hair that he's been on Fox News, CNN, he's that Oh, yes, guy. I know who you're talking yes. about. Yes, I believe he, a lot of people say he's a controlled opposition, you name it, because he worked for military intelligence at, uh, I believe it was um, ATIP, which stands for Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which was funded by Harry Reid, who got the 22 million to, to work in correspondence with BAAS, Bigelow Airspace and all that. But anyways, the, the, I think, for example, Mr. Elizondo is being backed by a faction of humans in the military industrial complex in the shadow government or the deep state. I do believe that the deep state really is the national security apparatus. It is the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It is the CIA. I believe it is also, again, the it is Lockheed Martin. It is Raytheon. I believe it's that. And I believe he is being backed by a particular faction of extraterrestrials that are trying to advance this forward now for what reason some say climate change you know they've got to help the planet because there's you know beings living inside the earth and what you name it it's hard to say but the the reason i bring all this up is because the secret space program we have for example well pretty well-known fact donald rumsfeld said that what was a 2.2 trillion was missing from the pentagon a day before 9 11 happened from the pentagon's budget there have been external auditors trying to get in there and you have republicans and democrats saying listen the corruption goes deep in terms of like the way in which things are covered up we have for example if i'm not mistaken what was it a, a Please, uh, you guys probably know the numbers better than I do. The U.S. Air Force recently announced maybe six, seven months ago, their quote unquote failure. They spent over, what was it, like a trillion dollars trying to make the lightest jet ever over the last 15 years, something like this. Um, Anyways, they spent loads of money, like just down the drain. And they said, no, nothing to show for it. Horseshit. I do believe some of the contractors. Yes, I do believe some of the contractors were in fact skimming off the top. Don't get it wrong. It's nothing to show us for it, is what it is. Right. Uh, Now, here's the thing this is when it's going to get a little bit, uh, I guess you could say, ooey, if you will. But really? This has to do with. We're not ooey yet? Oh, we're not not even close. No, (laughs) let's get ooey. This is this is the right, and I appreciate the question, Brad, because this takes us into the secret space program. The that's what I was about to ask you about. I had that written down. Yeah. Okay, so there's going to be a big tie-in here, and at least or an attempt for me to bring this full circle. We have when people say, "How come you know there's certain things like why don't aliens show us you know come right in front of our faces to us?" I have a lot of friends that say to me, "Dave, I respect what you do, but you know friends from high school and stuff they go unless an alien lands in their craft and comes up to me and shakes my hand, I won't believe it." And I they say, still wouldn't believe it. It's I say, just not going to happen that way. Right? But they and wouldn't I, believe it anyway. Well, here's the thing. That's exactly what I'm saying. I would say fair and no problem, right? And we can argue, you know, Putin won't come, President Putin won't come out and say it because it'll just be used for the CIA to attack. He doesn't even out 9-11 for crying out. I, exactly, exactly. He didn't out Snowden, who's fake. That's what I'm, right, right. So now when we take a look at the trillions missing from the Pentagon's budget, and we take a look, for example, at the fact that the CIA has their own department of a uh, drug department because they believe they could do the DEA's job better than the DEA themselves. What we're seeing there is we see over 900,000 children go missing in national parks all across America every year on average. All right. Hold on a sec. Not to return. You're saying a million kids disappear in national parks permanently or just like momentarily? No, no, no. Permanently. About 900,000 a year on average. That's been I've heard about this. Those figures have been substantiated by ex-CIA officials in addition to uh, ex-national park managers who claim to have signed NDAs on things that they said could kill their whole family. If This is not public information. 
I'm no, it's not. That it's, it's not. It's definitely that's not, not something... what the official numbers are for child. Right. No, no, absolutely yeah. not. It's not a no. sign that says that on the entrance of the park. No, I mean, definitely. sometimes right. there yeah. are signs that say or like there are in newspaper articles like, oh, we had 15,000 big pharma ODs last year. Right. But, they, but the numbers they have kidnapped. No, I've read some of this stuff, too. I can't remember where it was, but I, I do recall. Well, it sounds a little cute. <laughs> it's, it, it does, does. It, it sounds a little here, cute. Yeah. here's the thing it does sound cute and i want to tell your audience as well too i don't take any of my research from there i do i have to say there are some connections that i've yeah, made there has that to I've, be real stuff there it wouldn't that catch I, up. yeah that i've cross-referenced with q and i've said oh wow this is pretty neat but it's years secret- before the q existed right. that i, I let, me, years, let me just say that sure. the reason i think that q picks on that stuff because it's real and it's the biggest atrocity out there. So I don't right. think that stuff is invalid. It's a Tate I, agent, like you I call just, it. Yeah, it's it's that, but it's also a way to make Q compelling and powerful. I think it was inspired by the right to life movement against yeah. abortion. Mm. Like you cannot get anti-abortion people to move at all. They will die for that cause if they had to, because right. they just think it's worth dying for. And I think that that's and yeah. it's and that those two movements are a little bit mergy, like around. Yes. Yeah. Know. Now, let me. So let anyway, me, I'm yeah. just I, I was just saying, like, I think that's where a lot of that information is probably going to come out. I'm not saying it's not true. No, I want to also encourage your audience to do their own research based on what I'm saying, because, again, I I don't mean to come across as if this is fact and I am right and you're wrong type of thing to to the folks listening and watching. That's it's all about doing your own research. But uh, the the point being that secret space program, there's two main sources of income that these military industrial complex and and, uh, intelligence and private contractor individuals have. The oath that they have is not to the Constitution of the United States, it is to each other. So you can have a lieutenant, for example, or a colonel that knows more, excuse me, than that of the general. And we've seen that in the 2001 National Press Club event where you have certain, you know, lieutenants or colonels saying back when they were a, um, you know, a uh, just a, a ranking, a ranking soldier just entering the army. They witnessed an ET walk right up to them, land out of their craft, and they were told not to report it to the general or uh, to their superior at the, the, the end of the day for the daily briefing because they wouldn't believe it. So there is a way even NASA employees, DIA, CIA, there is a way that some know and you're sitting right next to others that simply don't know regardless. Regardless yeah. of, of, of position or structure within the surface level of the of an agency or respective That's a agency. fantastic point. Absolutely fantastic point. And this is a silly comparison, but it, it, in my mind, it, it does. It, it lends validity to exactly what you're saying. A fish that gets caught in the ocean, yep. reeled out, is experiencing something brand new, a whole new atmosphere for the first time ever. They got a hook in their eye. They're yep. flopping around. And then like they got they get, out of the cave prematurely. Yeah, they get thrown yeah. back. Yeah. Yes, cave. exactly. Thrown back into the ocean or the yep. lake, wherever it is, probably swim circles because they're all messed up for the rest of their <laughs> lives. Right. But the they're, yep. they're telling everybody, I promise you, I was yanked out of our environment into this other world by this other monster (laughs) and they ripped my eye open and they threw me back in i swear and all the other fish call them a crazy conspiracy and yeah you're just doing drugs yes and i'm I'm gonna (laughs) i i appreciate that so much guys because i'm gonna bring this so full circle you guys i hopefully i'll impress you guys the so the the, going back to the funding you already are man thank (laughs) you thank you brother i appreciate that the two main sources of income from my understanding i could be wrong but are two things the drug money from the cartels and the missing quote unquote missing money from the Pentagon that gets funneled in a very through shell companies, things like this, the missing, the, the drug money started with Iran Contra on forget aliens. Let's put that aside for a second. Iran Contra that had to do with Les Wexner, the Mossad, the CIA, Epstein had a big part, Robert Maxwell uh, pertaining to the promise software, which now we could argue the project, the, um, uh, the Pegasus software today is the new version of Promise, P-R-O-M-I-S, if anyone wants to look into that. Monica's yeah, all over that. that. <laughs> right, right. So there's a, deep, that. there's a deep intrinsic connection there. And what it has to do with is this. So in my humble opinion, if the CIA or the United States government really wanted to plug the cart, the drugs coming across uh, the border, the Mexican border specifically, they could if they really wanted to, but they won't. Because again, you make a bust every three to six months, make it look like you're really doing something. Meanwhile, the drugs coming in, just like they said at the end of that, what Josh Brolin said at the end of uh, Sicario number one, he goes, it's all about control. It's not about preventing it until, you know, 30, 40% of the American population stops snorting and shooting the stuff up their veins. It's about controlling. So what do you do? You create the problem, you create the solution, you control both ends of the stick. Number one. Now, that is not to say that there's some evil master diabolical plan. I'll give you an example. 
let's look, for example, at STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, for those that just that are not familiar with that acronym. there, Making machines out of Yeah, right, right, exactly. Now, let's take a look at STEM. And let's take a look at if we were to take, for example, one scientist from MIT, one scientist from Oxford in England, one scientist from, say, I don't know, the, uh, the, the University of Moscow, one scientist from Yale, Stanford, and Harvard. Take one of each, put them in a room, explain to them the, the extraterrestrial alien phenomenon, the technology they have, the ability, it, it, the fact that it's not just a nuts and bolts type of apparatus or technology or phenomenon, it's also a conscious one. They can interact with, they can interface with consciousness, whether it's through technology or their, their minds naturally or not, is a different discussion. But you then have, my point being, you then have these scientists go, okay, and the scientists are then told to go back to their universities and not sign a bunch of NDAs before they leave the, this meeting and all that, presuming they've agreed to all of this. And only they know, again, within those respective universities, why do they have to know? Not only to look at attempting to reverse engineer this technology, but also to ensure suppression. That nobody of, else, right. Right. So, here's, yeah, so here, here's exactly, let me give you an example. These scientists, for pers- uh, hypothetically, would be some. That's what for, I think Julian Assange is there for. Right. Okay, fair. Okay, they would be some. I'm not a, trying to, you know, don't say right, oh, no, no, because no, no, you might no. not agree with that. It won't no, make no, it popular. No. I think, uh, yeah, I know that's true. But I, again, it's if we can't have a discussion, then I, I don't, you know, there's no point. Screw it. But, <laughs> but um, so ultimately, they take these scientists and they say, listen, here are the equations for, say, anti-gravity, for example, right? Here are the equations for that. If there is anyone within the public academia of STEM, or not just in America, but relative to the control of the NATO apparatus, Okay, the Eurasian landmass, that whole aspect there, you immediately debunk them, say, no, if someone has found a hole in your equation or in in the equation of trying to solve anti-gravity or free energy like Nikola Tesla allegedly did, you are going to be the one that comes out and says, no, I don't agree with you or this is not true because so and so case in point, Bruce Fenton, um, who has told me directly, he's been on History Channel, Ancient Aliens, you name it. He's told me directly that he's been told by certain individuals within the public academia of Sten Harvard, uh, uni- uh, Harvard, Yale, Oxford. They go, oh, yeah, we know of your work, but we can't comment on it. His work proposes that there was an extraterrestrial intervention within human DNA at some point, you know, 60, 70,000 years ago. And that's just one case in 60 point or right 70, there. 60,000 years ago? Yeah. Thousand? Yes. And, and, and we, that's, is that yeah. the Anunnaki theory? Um, there's, there's a point, okay, there's a point in which the human the human genome, I don't mean to, I'm not uh, Mr. Fenton. I don't mean to put words in his mouth, but we just, our DNA just appeared. There's nothing that, that can explain this. And this is another thing as well, too, that I'm not saying these aliens have the answer to because they could as well be deceiving us, but ultimately have that mitochondrial. Right. Mitochondria is a different whole different genetic profile inside each of our cells. And we all relate to one ancestor through mitochondria. Exactly. 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 I thought that was like 4 million years. No, we, oh, we evolved. We, we evolved. We evolved way too yeah. quickly for our spe- in terms of for it to be some type of We're natural definitely spe- of a different nature. Now, Wait, I, are we questioning Darwin? I here? like God. So I mean, I'm, in, like, <laughs> I'm going with God, but uh, we question but, Darwin hey, you might time. be right. Well, actually, I would dare to say we can implement Darwin's theory. And for example, oh, if Darwin, we, boo. Or, yeah, I know. If we say, for <laughs> it's, example, it's mathematically impossible. It's just, I mean, I could tell. Right, that right. First, when like people, in fifth grade, I was like, well, that can't be. Well, let me, let, <laughs> right. Let me say, for example, and I want to credit Mr. Lou Elizondo for giving this example. It's not mine, but Einstein, if I'm not mistaken, said something like religion without science is lame and science Science without religion is not something along those lines. But Mr. Elizondo said, think of a pyramid. One person stands on one side of the pyramid. Another individual stands on the other side. And one person on one side says, this is religion. The other person on the other side of the pyramid says, no, this is science. What happens when they both start climbing up the pyramid? It's one and the same. They meet yeah, they each the other at the point. top. I completely agree. Right. Now, that might not the be the, an accurate analogy. It's a nice well, image, but well, it's a nice. Exactly. He's trying so he, to tell me what he thinks. Okay. Ex- precisely. Now, here's the thing. When we take a look at the secret space program, the, the, the funding and the money suddenly disappearing and all of these, you know, anomalistic occurrences off of the coast of Florida and things like that. We then look, for example, at Carl Sagan, who before he all died, right. went to went to NORAD. He went to NORAD and he said to, to the folks at NORAD because he had, you know, special top secret clearance and what whatnot. I would like to see everything you have on UFOs. NORAD goes, we got nothing. We got nothing. And then he goes, what do you mean? 
you guys, there's people calling into local police stations, UFO reports, things like, you, what are you talking about? He goes, you don't have anything? Well, the soldier off the record says, Mr. Sagan, because they knew who he was at this point. He was highly, you know, reputable and, and, and all that. They go, we don't call them UFOs. We call them UCTs, unidentified correlating targets or uncorrelating targets, excuse me. Targets? Correct. And then Mr. Sagan goes, well, how many of those do you get a month? NORAD goes, probably 10 to 20,000, but we're told to ignore them. <laughs> so what, what, does this tell, what does this tell us? This tells us allegedly there is a, again, I don't mean to sound fear-mongery, but a shadow faction, if you will, that is loyal to one another rather than the American Constitution that is trying to keep all of this a secret in correspondence with some extraterrestrial species, in my opinion, because they'd rather experiment on us such as the cattle mutilations, the human mutilations where the blood is sucked out. And it looks like there are laser points right at the same consistent spots with individuals over and over again, where they're completely drained in a way that even the best surgeons said they don't even have the, 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 the tools available to make such precise incisions. So we see those consistencies there. We see, for example, the former um, head of Lockheed Martin skunk work division, Ben Rich. He said, we have... We, what we have is 50 to 100 years ahead of what you watch in, in Star Wars or Star yeah. Trek. He said that. He goes, but again, here's the problem. Bringing this energy out, this free energy out, and to answer your question, Brad, about Nikola Tesla, allegedly he was, fr he was an alien from Venus. And I'll get oh, to that. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's well, come on. Yeah. I, you're, you're degrading his humanity. I know. And, this and is I really, don't think yeah. he needs to be an alien of Venus to realize that the Earth is a giant spinning magnet. No, there no, it's not, it's, not, it's, not to, uh, it's not to discredit his inventions. I would eat my words in a second if he was No, human. but I mean, you know. I, no, I know. And this is the thing. Those type of species are the same type that allegedly look just like us or we look just like them. But going back to... to mm -hmm. um, uh, to to Tesla there in that whole aspect. Was Leonardo da Vinci one of those? Uh, I don't like to speculate on that because it okay. goes that's okay. too far back in history. To tell you the okay. truth, I don't. Right. I, I it's Canada. hard for me to say. I would say that. I just feel like to say that if you're above a certain level, then you can't be human. I mean, you have to just. Oh no! It's I'm not trying to. Uh, let me be very clear. I'm not trying to equate intellect with being an okay. alien or anything like okay. nothing. Nothing to do with that. If you just look at his his okay. birth, his origin, yeah. and, and oh yeah, and, he yeah yeah he yeah. Had the SP and Can stuff. I ask you a quick question? Sure. Do you, sure. Do you know who was given Nikola Tesla's papers <laughs> that when Trump's the FBI? Uncle. He's a fan. Do what? Trump's, un Trump's uncle. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Trump's show. uncle, who then went on to use those papers to create weapons for. The, the war and x-ray machines and cure right. cancer. I, mean, well, I found an article saying he cured cancer in 1950. Well, there's there's a certain gentleman that I had found that had claimed to have, he's dead now, you know, he got killed in his car very mysteriously, but claimed to have uh, found the cure for certain cancers from the extract of an avocado, um, from an avocado uh, okay. extract. Now, wow, that's yeah, why there's he, war over avocados. He tried to file a patent with the FDA. He was found dead in his van a week later. So, oh my god! I mean, wow. think of, it's not for me to. I say well, this on yeah. a Kraken episode. It's not for me to say what in what direction you should lean into, but just you know, look well, at the common, look at the the patterns. I must ask this question: How sure. does the Vatican fold into all of this? The Vatican is okay. Here's the the thing: If extraterrestrials, uh, very quickly, I just wanted to say, going back to the Carl Sagan instance. Um, Jacques Vallée at the time was also, uh, he knew Alan Hynek at the time and Carl Sagan, uh, Carl Sagan, excuse me, and Alan Hynek were both sort of pushed by the STEM community to just say no, to brush off the ET UFO inst uh, phenomenon, say this is not real, it's all a bunch of malarkey, don't do it. And we know this because when uh, Jacques Vallée, he went to the French authorities in France in the late 60s, early 70s, if I'm not mistaken. And he goes, I would like I would like everything you have on ETs and UFOs. They go, you have to go to the Americans. We can't give you that. So first off, number one, if there was nothing there, why did you even say it like that? First off, right? And he go, he went to, he went to the, and then he, excuse me, he said, why? He goes, why do I have to go to the Americans? They go, well, they control everything, but the Americans also feel, which also tells me that whatever faction made an agreement with Eisenhower is a very powerful one, maybe today a little different, but the Americans feel like, you know, um, it would, uh, people would, would, there would be mass panic and things like this. Now let's take for a second, put aside mass panic. Let's just say everybody on the planet, hypothetically, let's just say they were, they were all, you know, they were going to be okay with alien, uh, with aliens, uh, being living in, uh, living amongst us and things like this. Here's the problem the current human faction that is in power right now, the military industrial complex, the guys that want endless wars, the ones that use Afghanistan as sort of a money funneler, if you will, the, the big oil guys, the big pharma guys, 
all of that kaplut devalued overnight. Yeah. So first, and, and that, because again, if you have, if you can produce anti-gravity technology, I don't like to call it anti-gravity tech because it's allegedly that the technology that these aliens use to create an energetic electromagnetic force field around their or field around their craft that is void of space and time. Now, here's the thing. If you can master anti-gravity, here's the difference between alleged re realistic science and Star Wars and Star Trek. You then have invisibility. You then have force fields. However, the difference is with force fields, the more you hit, the more you penetrate it, the stronger it gets. Whereas in the movies, it gets weaker. And that's because of just basic kinetic energy, allegedly, right? Now, if we then take a look, for example, at if I can give um, this example here of this piece of paper, say, for example, this piece of paper represents space and time, right? Space, and for example, let's say you want to get to from point A, let's say to point B. How do you do it? We, we think and we view time, we perceive time to be in a linear fashion. So you're going to drive from here to here or walk from here to here. What the aliens do or the extraterrestrials that according to Ben Rich, we have figured out as well, which is how in STEM they can suppress those equations if they're found publicly, as long as the right scientists know to cover it up. What happens is this pretend this is space and time instead of going straight. You are now bringing point B to you. That's the wormhole. Yeah, you, exactly. You are folding, bending, you name it. And it's the same type of concept that would be applied in general. So I, sorry, Brad, could you repeat the question? I just wanted to get that whole. I want to know about the Vatican because I'm, yes, I'm going to hop you. in a few minutes because that's my, I Not turn a, into a pumpkin, but you guys can do a patron only section or a subscriber. Only yeah, section we can go, we can go a few more minutes. Uh, All right, so sure, that, give me yeah, my Vatican stuff. I'm going to slide out and then you guys can slide perfect, right perfect. into a little bonus stuff. The Vatican has to, the reason why the Vatican is being consulted there so strongly, in my opinion, and the reason why they're privy to this knowledge is not only because of their archives that they have and the, that they've been covering up. I mean, we are, we, as you know, publicly, we're only familiar with the most popular version of the bible which is the king james version that's you want to talk about censorship today my god they censored history like there's no tomorrow right yeah so the vatican particularly pope john paul ii i don't know about the, the the recent popes but they play a role because there needs to be a as much as the american constitution says there should not be emergence of church and state that's exactly how the narrative relative to stem relative to religion relative to politics stays in sync Hence, you know, again, the, the trilateral. I feel commission. like the religion is scientism that keeps that stuff in sync. I, I would and, argue very and, strongly with this as well. The Pope also okay. has allegedly, yeah. particularly Pope John Paul, had meetings with uh, with humans that visited alien planets 33 light years from here and things like this. And the reason he's in the know on this is because, again, not only the Vatican has their own intelligence service and, you know, all this stuff, but the knowledge they're privy to, there needs to be a cross-referencing between the United States government and the Vatican. And also there needs to be a way to control the religious structure of ensuring it doesn't collapse. Now, I don't think that is the job of the aliens to interfere. And as funny as it sounds, I do believe that uh, some, not all, but some of these species have what many would refer to be like, you know, the prime directive, like in Star Trek. They do, they can observe, they can interact one-on-one, -on -one, but they cannot make their presence known on a mass hmm. level. I think the Pope and the Vatican are there again, sadly, to keep that control control structure in place. I oh, also well, there's definitely something up with the Vatican. Right, and right. I mean, there's no question about that. I, right. I'm a practicing and, Catholic, but even when I was raised, it was absolutely positively like the church is the people. Right. <laughs> like, and this is, is the, the this is the thing. I, I, I Exactly. And I think it has to do with the control of the of, of the power structure more than anything. I also think it has to do, again, with with the, the knowledge they have, the historic knowledge, because look at the 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 archives of the Vatican compared to that of, say, the archives of the, of the United States government. The Vatican has been more prolonged, preserved in a very far more extensive metric than the United States government has. So I think it's sort of a win-win a there. There's a part of me, again, this is probably biased thinking that hopes it's a simple, listen, we're all humans now. We got to work together to understand what we're dealing with. But at the same time, again, it... The thing with the Vatican is I would say it's a very depraved institution 
And I, I don't, you know, you see, for example, this. I Pope don't Paul. disagree. And I mean, yeah, again, you... my parents are super devout. They were said from the beginning, like the Masons have infiltrated the Vatican. The Vatican. Well, it's like, interesting. You know, and you... they always yeah. said this stuff, the stuff that people like, how can you still be Catholic? I'm like my parents were trying to defend the church for like uh, 50 years. But it's yeah, you can't abandon it. But there's definitely like there's no doubt in my mind. And this this Pope, forget about I mean, I think honestly, I do. I, I believe that regardless of what religion, I think that when, for example, a scientist or even people, if you just take an EMF reader or an EMF device and you bring it to the Vatican when there's, you know, the, the, the monthly or whatever mass prayer and stuff, it spikes off the charts. That's, that is not to say that Catholicism or, you know, Christianity is the appropriate religion or belief structure. Not at all. The point is, is that what that proves there is that there is an instance where when people focus, well, you want to call it meditation, you know, you name it there is an electromagnetic signature that gives that is given off by us. One final point to add before you have to go, Monica, Leonid Ivashov, former four-star Russian general, a handful of other Russian generals have come out too and said they're here. We, some of them are very bad. Some of them are very good. But even the bad ones in our perception are not are not here to sort of ruin us in a physical sense because if they if they were going to, they would have done it by now. Now, you can argue, again, because of how they perceive time relative to the example I gave of this piece of paper, it's possible they're destroying us in another way that we simply can't comprehend. But he said there's underwater aquatic ones. He wrote a book recently, a four-star general, um, and also I he's a doctor. He's also a quantum physicist as well. He wrote a book about how, and interestingly enough, just like Colonel Philip Corso's book, another data point that I look for consistency, his Mr. Leonid Ivashov's book, would not be accepted by any non-Russian publishers anywhere in the world. And that is because he said is in his book, Hitler survived, you know, the whole thing. And he said as well, they made contact, the Russians back in the 80s made contact with uh, certain alien civilizations. And the way they did it was without technology or drugs. They, they find, he said they fine-tuned the energy contour part of the brain, sort of like tuning a radio to sort of get that signal. Can you speak now, Russian? Did you read it? I, I translated it and when it took me, a, it was tough. I'm trying to learn. You translated Russian, it into English? Word right. by word. It took me a lot. of Yeah, because wow. I needed to get the, his proposal. How long that, did it take you? He's oh, still working on it. Weeks, man. I'm, I'm still working on it. Yeah. Oh, just still, weeks. Oh, man. Yeah. So his, his, he, he's saying that Pretty the good. Iraq war, things Your like Russian that. Russian is better than my Russian. <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's mine is non-existent. So <laughs> the, uh, he said that, you know, the wars in the Middle East, for example, it's not just about laundering money and having endless wars and profits for oil. He said at the highest level relative to the example I gave of just the select few scientists knowing a select few military industrial complex individuals, perhaps Dick Cheney being an example. Uh, would know that they're also uh, looking for ancient weaponry, whether it was human or extraterrestrial doesn't matter because it harnesses the, again, acoustic levitation, zero point energy, anti-gravity, that whole thing. So I think it, I think it's, it, it, it is in, in the benefit of the Vatican, in addition to many other human entities and institutions to work together. Wow. So well, I'm, I'm going to have to hear the rest of this. Wait to hear the rest of this like everybody else. So I'm going to hop <laughs> up and I'm, I'll catch you guys on the audio well, side. Let's do a quick outro. So since we're going to sure. this will be an extra segment, where can we find your stuff, Dave? Where can our listeners find all of your stuff? You again? can find me on Generation Z podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean. And you can also find us at at podcast Z on Twitter, as well as uh, Generation Z podcast, no capitals, excuse me, no, no spaces, uh, Generation Z spelled Z-E-D on Instagram. Uh, but most importantly, to, to really see the real, real work that we're doing, I would argue, um, is on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Generation Z. And uh, Camden and myself are, we're trying to really knock it out of the park without bragging, but we, we work our asses off. So, and also if you could please tell our audience, brother, where they could find you guys. You guys can find us at thepropreport.com or whatever podcasting platform you're on or at patreon.com slash propaganda report or rockfin.com slash propaganda report where we do those deep dives that we were telling you about. We're going to go into the extra segment right after this. Thanks for joining us. It's been fascinating. It's great information. Thank I love you. your energy. It's awesome. Thanks for listening, y'all. We will talk to y'all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.